Welcome to C3 Hobart Online. We hope that you enjoy this message today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, make sure that you listen till the end to find out how. Good morning, church. That's a nice warm welcome and special good morning to our online church who are with us as well. It is so good to have you all here. It is a massive privilege for me as well to stand up here after seeing the seven academy students who are coming after me as well. Like that is just an amazing realization to see the legacy that our church is imparting into our next gen. It is such an important thing. So I really just urge you guys to pray over that, pray over each seven of them because they are gonna do incredible things. And the next privilege that I have is preaching to you guys today a word on purpose. Now, purpose is something that can mean different things to different people. But the purpose that I'm going to be talking about today is chasing the right purpose. Now, as I go through this word, I've got a question for you all that I want you to start thinking about so that at the end of the service, you can answer it for yourself. The question is, whose purpose are you chasing? Are you chasing God's purpose or are you chasing your own? All right, let's just pray for the word before we get into it today. Thank you, God, that this is an anointed word. Thank you, Lord, that there is purpose in every single person who is sitting in this room, Lord, unique to each one of you, Lord. Thank you that we have open hearts, open eyes, and open ears to listen to the word that you want to deliver today. Amen. All right, now I am a strong believer that God will only give me a word which he has brought me through first. And so when I share this with you, I've already walked out this journey for myself and had to learn these tough lessons for myself. But I think that there is great power in that when you're able to walk out a journey and bring revelation to the stage that God can use. So let's get into it today. Now, I want you to have a bit of a brainstorm. Work with me, church. Have a little bit of a think back in all of your years about one specific time in life where you have been questioning your purpose. Now, I'm sure that there are many, but I want you to think about just one particular time when you were thinking about what on earth you're doing here. And as you're walking down memory lane, I want you to try and decide if this purpose that you finally came up with was created by you and designed by you. And for most of us, the answer is yes. We created our own purpose. And while it's great, it is great to have goals and dreams, just as Alicia was saying, the New Year's resolutions that we chase, there is a big difference between chasing our purpose and chasing God's purpose. And that difference is laid out for us in Scripture. In Proverbs 19, verse 21, it says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And more to the point, Acts 5, verse 38 says, For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. Now, I don't mean to be all doom and gloom on you, but basically what this scripture is saying, the book of truth, is saying to us is that if we rely on our own human-made purpose, we're going to fail. So if you've been doing all right until now and you don't quite believe me that that's true, I'm going to share a little bit of my personal story to try and prove it to you. Now, this is a very personal moment for my life and I'm not gonna be sharing all the details because that's not something that needs to be on the stage and that's not the purpose of this word. But 
if some of you have had a, a similar experience, heads up, this is just the revelation that I got from my own personal journey. All right, so how did I learn to chase the right purpose? Now, for context, I have always struggled with issues surrounding my identity, my self-worth, and my body image. And in 2020, those things came to an all-time high, particularly for the months of about April through till September. I was silently struggling. And I started off 2020 really strong, making that New Year's resolution to just better myself, make a few health and diet changes, go crazy for fitness, all of that. And at first, I had amazing success in the natural. I was loving it. I was loving the physical changes that I was seeing. And then at the start of about April, I stopped seeing the results that I'd wanted as frequently as I had been. And so in my rational thinking, I thought that God must have given up on me. I thought that because I couldn't see, in my mind, the fruit of God's purpose in my life, that I'd been abandoned. And so instead of turning to God and his word at this point, I started turning to the things of the world instead. And I'm a 19-year-old, so I'd like to say that I'm pretty good with social media and the internet. So it really didn't take me that long to do a quick Google search and find 700 articles of people who agreed with what I wanted to hear. It was, it was pretty good, you know, 700 people affirming what you make up in your own mind. But this enabled me that when I didn't like what I thought God was telling me, I could just turn away, get out my phone, and hear validation from the world, from people that don't know me, from people that don't know my purpose, from people that don't actually have my best interest at heart, just strangers on the internet. And that's where all good things start, isn't it? When we listen to the people on the internet. But it was at this point that I decided to take God out of the equation and stop surrendering and trusting him with my life. And that decision, me taking my own purpose that I had created into my hands, that was a path that God never intended for me to go down. I had done a full 360. I'd gone from reciting Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 in times of stress and weakness to instead relying on the internet for my answers. And I had my blinders on so tight that it took me months to figure out that I had completely hidden myself from God, or at least I had tried to. And when I tell you that this affected every area of my life, it affected every area. <laughs> it impacted my relationships because I was trying to hide how broken I felt and how obsessive I'd become with it all. It affected my uni work because I had no ability to retain information and focus on my study. My attitude towards others was impacted because I had no love for myself, so how could I possibly flow my love out onto others? And it affected my health big time. My body was trying to do what it could to survive. And in hindsight, isn't that a beautiful thing? I could see now that all of these things in my world that kept falling apart were a big red flag. And I'm sure that you've all experienced that, when everything in life just seems too hard, that everything you do, it seems like a shut door, 
<laughs> seems like you just want to throw your hands up in the air and get so frustrated because nothing is working out. And we can brush that off as just bad luck or God doesn't love me, whatever. But there is a reason for that. And that's because we're not chasing God's purpose, we're chasing our purpose. So despite all of that happening for me, it had not clicked for me yet. I still was in this revelation for myself that God just didn't love me and he didn't have a purpose for me. And then one day in September, I got so angry. I just got so frustrated just sitting in my room thinking I've done all of this. I've taken all of these drastic measures and it has gotten me nowhere. I was nowhere closer to achieving my self-created purpose and dream of what I had for myself. But once I was able to get to that moment and I was able to identify that, it was like this light had just clicked on for me. And like I could finally just put up my white flag, surrender it to God and allow him to come in and take over. And that moment was when God reminded me that for me to be chasing his purpose, I need to be doing everything through him and him alone. And once I got this revelation, I was able to piece together this equation. God's purpose equals God plus me. My purpose equals the world plus me. In order for me to be chasing down God's purpose, I need to be doing every part of my life through him. I need to be turning to him in the sad moments. I need to be turning to him in the frustration. I need to be turning to him in the joy and the happiness that life brings. Every moment needs to be going to God and not relying on the things of the world. I can't be chasing down God's purpose while relying on Google, relying on calorie counting apps, relying on Instagram personal trainers to tell me what to do for my body. It just does not work. Because if I rely on the things of the world and I chase my own purpose, as Acts 5 verse 38 tells us, we're going to fail. If we're chasing our own human-made thing, we're going to fail because we're not following God's purpose. So I had to learn to test myself with this equation. Even if my purpose looks like what God has for me, if I'm not running to him at every turn, it's not God's purpose that I'm chasing. And while I would so love to stand up here and tell you all that I've become a pro at this and I always master this now, it would be a lie because I'm not a pro by any means. But what I have learnt is to rely on the resources that God has given us, like the Bible and the characters in the Bible. And can I just tell you all how blessed we are to have our Bibles? They are literally filled of characters and stories of people who lived out the same journeys as us and wrote their revelations and their learnings down for our benefit. Granted that the cultural context may be different, the time and the place may be different, the names of the people, the scenarios, the actual environment may be different, but the revelation is the same and we need to learn from that. So, I was a bit of a fool and I did not use my Bible and I wish that I had. I wish that in the start of April, I'd picked up my Bible, read from anyone's revelation and learnt from it because I could have really saved myself six months of hurt. I could have saved myself that big waste of time in the middle of 2020. I could have picked up the story of Jonah and I could have related to Jonah 
But I could have read that Jonah actually ran away from God's purpose, got swallowed by a whale, vomited back up onto the beach, only to just chase God's purpose anyways. <laughs> I mean, that was the biggest waste of time ever as well. And I could have learned from that, but I didn't. <laughs> so I'm coming here to give you all a heads up. Read your Bibles, learn from them, save yourselves the waste of time. And now at the end of this journey, I've learned to pick up the story of Saul, who later then became Paul. Now, I'll go through the scripture in Acts 9, and you can get out your Bibles and read it along with me. But the short story is that Saul started as a bully, persecuting Christians and killing them for their faith. Then, when God blinded him for three days, Saul decided that he had better switch on and start listening. And from that point onwards, he committed to following God's purpose and leaving his past behind. All right, if you want to get out your Bibles, let's start reading from the beginning of Acts 9. It'll also be on the screen there. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Skipping ahead to Acts 9 verse 17. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, isn't that the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, there are a lot of things that we can take from this scripture such as that Paul had this newfound passion for preaching, we can definitely take on that. Or we can take on that he allowed God to come in and identify his weakness and change it. But what I want us to see is how Saul allowed God, once he was blinded, Saul allowed God to realign his focus. He had two choices then. He could have gotten blinded, gotten angry, turned away from God, continued to kill the Christians, or the choice that he did choose, he could have submitted to God and allowed him to come in and softly realign his focus onto the purpose that God actually had in store for him. And we can see all throughout the following scripture that Saul actually has great success when he is following God's purpose. He had success when he was following his own purpose, but it was in his way, in a world, worldly way, 
it wasn't successful by God. So I pray that it does not take us being blinded by God for us to allow him to come in and realign us. But sometimes we need that wake-up call just to stop for a moment and actually just to think and reflect and pray on what God's trying to tell us. God may be sitting in here with us today prompting you that you need to change something up in your life. You may have been doing something that you think is God's purpose for you, that you think he called you into, but you've lost the passion or there's a spirit of frustration in there or it's become a burden rather than a joy. You need to shake something up, but we're not called to do it alone. We're called to just open ourselves up and allow God to come in and do it for us. So we can trust in the scripture in Isaiah 55 verse 9, which says, as the, ways are, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than my ways and his thoughts higher than my thoughts. So as I come to an end today, musicians, you can come up. I want us to circle back to that question that we asked at the start. Whose purpose are you chasing? Are you chasing God's or are you chasing your own? Now, as the worship team sings this beautiful song, It Is Well, I want us to just think and close our eyes and spend time with God. I feel that he's in here today giving you an opportunity to let go of the strongholds that you may have on your life. That stronghold from your past, that worldly influence that just keeps coming back every time you try and take a step out, every time you try and do something in the right direction and something just keeps pulling you back. I feel that today is a moment where you can just release that stronghold from your life and allow God to come in so that you can chase down His purpose. So as we start to worship, I just want you to shut your eyes just as every head is bowed. And I want you to just think about that question. Ask yourself that question. Be real with yourself. Are you chasing God's purpose? Do you even know what God's purpose is? Have you even asked Him what He wants you to be doing? And as we just think, I'm just going to pray over us today. Now, for some of you, you may have never experienced Christianity or you may have turned away from your faith and you may feel this morning a prompting that God is just calling you back, that God is just wanting you to come back, come back to Him, listen to Him, allow Him to redirect your life. And if you feel that that is you today, I want to open up this space for you to come home, for you to listen to God. So if that is for you today, we would love to pray for you. And whether it's raising your hand or coming down to the front for some prayer, I just want to encourage you that if you feel prompted to, to be bold and courageous. It's not a thing of judgment. It's not a thing of shame because God actually knows He's just waiting for you to identify in your own life. So if you feel a prompting today, I encourage you to just raise your hand or come to the front for prayer. As we start singing, 
let's just continue to ask ourselves this question and be real with ourselves. Thanks for joining us today at C3 Hobart Online. If you were impacted by this message or you'd like to know a bit more about our church and what we do, you can get in touch with us via our website, c3hobart.org.au. See you next time.